Welcome, everyone, to the final episode of the Are You Listening podcast. For one last time, I'm your host, Brandon Laurie, and with me are my podcast buddies, Tony Williams, Kyle Doctor, Tyler McLean, and Mr. Kyrie Crone. What's going on, guys? How's it going? Doing well. Doing good. pretty good. How are you? Good, good. I'm pretty, I guess, pumped might not be the right word, but, um, you know, this is a topic that I wanted to save for, for the last, you know, kind of big episode. Um, Rutgers Athletics, uh, they're part of the Big Ten, but I guess that's also synonymous with big spending. Um, we're going to take a look at the Rutgers Athletics Department spending. Um, most, most notably, the NorthJersey.com came out with an article a couple months ago talking about what their spending has been like over the past couple of years, how it's been reflected on the Big Ten as a whole, and what the projections are going forward. So as students, we are passionate about this because, again, we're, we're part of our money for tuition is going towards um, the Rutgers Athletics Program and also as fans um, of Rutgers and former athletes, too. We have a former athlete in the group. Um, you know, it's, it's something that we care a lot about. So we'll kind of start off with like a broad topic or a broad part of the conversation, which is that the article and the uh, journalists discovered that the athletic department has quietly racked up $265 million in debt since joining the Big Ten. And much of that has been going into operating expenses, not growth and construction. So when you look at the um, new practice facility that they have uh, built, a lot of that money that they've gotten over the past um, couple years has been mostly to operating expenses. So trying to make sure everybody is taken care of and not really to growth and construction of the athletic program. So Tony, I'll start with you as being the former athlete of the group. When you hear that this type of money is being spent on, you know, mostly operating costs and not to give you at the time while you were here, the best athletic opportunity possible. How does that make you feel? Um, it kind of (laughs) sucks. I know that's not the best way to put it, but, um, there were definitely things that we could have used more and to hear that we've racked up that much debt and it's not really going towards the actual athletes in our facilities. Um, it's kind of sad to hear. I was one of the teams where we actually did get a new facility, but for me, when I, so I committed to school here in 10th grade in high school And one of the things that got me hooked was the idea of getting a brand new facility. And that facility was supposed to be ready by my freshman year. And I didn't get to see that facility until my junior year. So my first two years here, we were in um, the Livingston Rec Center. We were in the back of it. And the only thing that was separating us from rec sports was this big blue tarp that was hanging from the ceiling. But people would be playing basketball directly behind us and it wasn't the best thing. And we also didn't have a locker room at all. So as a women's sports team, if we needed to change or anything like that, we had to go into the recreational bathrooms to change. So we were really one of those teams that desperately needed a new facility. Um, as opposed to to some other teams, like the football team getting a brand new locker room. I think it was my junior year and that cost $15 million just for a new locker room when they had one that was already completely fine. So to hear that it's $265 million um, that we've spent and it's not really actually going to, towards the athletes themselves is upsetting to me. Now, was that a very high-quality tarp uh, that was separating you from the uh, other teams or no? <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Like, <laughs> if the basketballs would get 
for some reason thrown at the tarps, like it would move the tarp some and it could like disrupt practice or sometimes the basketballs would roll into the gym, which is obviously dangerous for someone that's flipping around. So definitely wasn't the safest environment for us. And when people tell you, oh, gymnastics doesn't bring money into the university, football does. So that's why we have to bring, um, you know, the best uh, you know, facilities, the best, give the football players the best facilities. You know, does that make you mad a little bit too? It does. And whenever I hear something like that, my immediate response is, well, with us being, without us being here, um, the football team really wouldn't be able to either because of Title IX and the football team is about 120 athletes, so that's 120 males. And the gymnastics team, there's about 20 of us. So we have all these other women's teams. Yeah, we might not be bringing in as much money as the football team, but without us being there to even out the numbers, then the football team wouldn't be able to have as many athletes as they do. So, Kyrie, for you, you are a football coach. And one of the reporters, the investigation reporters, uh, Gene Rimbach, said – that football is expected uh, for Rutgers University. Football is expected to support other sports and revenue, but they can't even support themselves. Uh, with what you've seen from Rutgers football over the past couple of years, do you think that maybe this will turn around? Especially this year, you know they just won um, against Indiana. But do you think that eventually the Rutgers football team will be able to uh, be almost like a, a little financial bank for the actual university, or do you think that really it's not going to change and they're still going to have to play catch up? For me, I would say definitely back in the day when I was younger, it actually was making a lot of money towards the school. I would say when it came down to new coaching staff and trying to rebrand, as time went on, they did lose that value of trying to hold up the school because they were losing a lot of games. Um, I personally do feel like they're still going to be playing catch-up. I don't know really or say how much is being old, but... I do feel like now because they do have, you know, um, Greg Schiano back, it should help build them up to how they used to be. But that is going to take some time. So I will say they will be playing catch-up, not forever, but probably for like the next four to five years, depending. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, they have to build a quality program, and you figure you're going to be getting new recruits, um, top-end recruits, and uh, hopefully, you know, ticket sales will go up a lot if – the team starts performing better. Kyle, I'll mm -hmm. let you have free reign. You can say whatever you want. Um, I know from conversations that we've talked about, you have a, a little bit of a passion um, for, for talking about Rutgers athletics. So I'll let you say whatever you'd like with regards to this topic. Wow. Thanks. That's, that's a very tall task. Appreciate it. Uh, I, honestly, I think it's a lot. It's a, it's a joke. It's pretty much showing a lack of transparency between the athletic department and the university. They've been begging for this, for I think years and it shows just what they were trying to hide. I think it's even more, a couple of things that really stand out to me is just major jokes. Number one is the fact that they don't have a, their big 10 contract on hand, which is a complete blunder. And, and I don't know how you, how, how you can mismanage that. You should always have your contracts on hand, especially as big as that, that one. And to understand when payments are, should be made or when they'll be able to get their money, which I believe is in their full revenue along with Maryland, since they both joined at the same time in 2014, they should be getting in 2027. But the fact that they don't have that contract shows a, a lot of mismanagement, along with the fact that they were making high expenditures during 
a time that Rutgers declared a fiscal emergency is also what I consider a joke. Like you're spending, I think the Daily Targum did an amazing report uh, talking about they were spending money on laser reporters and power nap machines while the university was laying off and furloughing employees. Wow. I just think it's a lack of transparency and I don't see how it's going to, they're, they're play, it all comes back to they're playing catch up to the fact that they never invested in their facilities. Pat Hobbs is doing what he can to invest in the facilities. And what it's doing now is just creating this just massive black hole, which is now, I think, you said 265. I think I saw, I thought it was 287. Uh, but I, I think just the debt's going to happen. The debt always happens in terms of big time sports. They want to invest into it. They believe it's going to help their brand. A lot of times it does. A lot of times it doesn't. But that's Rutgers' choice, which is just really a joke, and it matters a lack of transparency between athletics and the university. For Tyler, I'll ask you, being a student of the university, when you hear that this type of money is going into um, you know, the athletic program, do you think it should be funding? the funding should be going elsewhere? Um, what do you think the funding should be going towards and you know, your overall feeling of, of this report? I think that we should make sure that everyone has a job. Because I, I heard that uh, Kyle said that many people are furloughed just so just so football players can have nap machines. I mean, I think you should. In addition to that, I think that like the six. I don't know if we ever necessarily should have joined the Big Ten for having one great football season. Because it's look at look at the amount of debt that we're talking about. Like we're talking about a quarter billion dollars. Like. And we have to borrow money constantly. So I don't know if this is sustainable. Um, you know, I hope that I heard many good things about the red shirt quarterback that I heard he's very like intelligent or what, whatnot. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like, I think that I would have felt more comfortable with the money going towards recruits because that could generate more money instead of generating all these like operating expenses that are, just expenses. They don't make us money. So it's just, I don't think they're going about it the right way. I think that if they had a different approach, I would have been okay with, well, the, the number of the amount of debt is still a lot, but if they accumulated a good amount of debt, but they were recruiting top notch players that can get us into bowl games and do all these things, I would have felt more comfortable with that. Cause like you said, you know, as long as the level of competition is high, it seems like that it kind of masks a lot of the spending and say, okay, you know, it's justified. You know, you're trying to get top recruits in. But when the success that we've seen um, from the Chris, Chris Ash era uh, on, on the field, I mean, it's, it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow when you have these types of numbers and you say, well, this is the product that we're putting out on the field. Tyler brings up a great point, sustainability, because – this is the big. This is the game of big time college football. It is generic. It is typically a black hole. If you're not Ohio State, if you're not Alabama, everyone goes into the red because of it. It's just has Rutgers has not proven in the past that it has a, a system that is set up for that type of black hole. When you look around the facilities and not, you see nothing else has a chance of bringing revenue. The only other uh, the only like think back to the next revenue generating building. It, is the uh, the newly Jersey Mike's Arena, which I saw a leak on a fan the other day, which is pretty interesting from the roof. Uh, but that you're talking eight thousand tickets to be sold, and 
you got and eventually and eventually you got to re like in order for football to be sustainable, they have to do a lot more to their stadium, which is going to be a lot more expenses. The question is, is Rutgers have that foundation to get to that point? I don't know. Well, let's go around the, uh, the horn here, Tony, I'll start with you. Like what Kyle said, does Rutgers kind of have that foundation to kind of move forward? Um, I think we could, I just, in order to be able to do that, I think, as athletics, we have to show our fans and the people that support us that there's a reason why they're supporting us. And I think right now, with our football program anyway, we're a little bit rocky. But in terms of basketball, we've been getting better every year that we've had Steve Peichel. And the game last week, they got to put up the banner that they made it into March Madness into the tournament. And I just think that they get better each year. So comparing basketball to football, I feel as though our basketball fans are a lot more loyal and okay with what's been going on. Like even the change with the name to the Jersey Mike stadium instead of the rack. Um, I think that because they're showing improvement that the fans are loyal and they're okay with all the changes, but our football team, we're still very rocky because it's a new program. And I do think that it could get better, but even with just this season, we started off so strong and then we had some really hard hits and yeah. then the game on Saturday, we came back out on top. So I think people are kind of just waiting and seeing what's going to happen with our football team. Well, even the success most recently with um, the women's uh, soccer team and field hockey team, you know, when it came to the Big Ten tournament, they went both to the championship and the uh, for soccer, they unfortunately lost to Michigan, but field hockey, they won. So, you know, all athletics um, seems like around Rutgers is getting better. It's just football is kind of a little bit behind. But like you brought up, hopefully, um, you know, with them getting better, uh, it'll bring more money. Kyrie, how about you? Where do you see Rutgers probably in the next five years? You know, do you think that things will be better? Um, do you think it'll be much of the same or do you think it'll be worse? I would say a lot can happen in five years. But I do think they will be better. I do personally feel like um, not even just a football team, but a lot of sports are picking back up. So I do feel like they'll probably dig themselves closer out of this whole five years from now. So I do see it progressing. Tyler, I'll pose the same question to you. What do you think? It's going to be better, the same, or worse? I think that... Uh, it's hard to say because of how much money is being put towards things that aren't revenue generating. So I don't know. These players are going to have to start getting us into bowl games, getting and like just showing up, giving fans something to believe in from a football standpoint. I, like I know we've done well in other sports, but at the end of the day, football gives us the most money. So, I mean, Obviously, the success of the other sports is awesome, but if the football team can also be successful, that would be equally as good. So, And I don't want to hear yeah. any of the mantra of, uh, oh, you have to spend money to make money. Not this much money. I, I feel like that I would be making a lot more money myself right now if I spent $265 million. Um, I feel like at least I would have put something um, forward with, with some positive revenue. Kyle, I'll, I'll leave the floor to you for any kind of closing thoughts that you want to get off your chest. All I have to say is in order for this to get better, it's going to get a lot worse for Rutgers. And then what I mean by that is they have to replace a lot of stuff. They have to, there's almost, uh, almost every facility. Uh, it's like they've done the work now with the Rodkin and the APC, but 
I, I'm just from personal opinion and just traveling around the country to other universities, this is they Rutgers still has a lot of work to do, and that's just going to be a lot more debt piling up if they want to make it, if they want to get Big Ten Power 5 caliber facilities. So if it is going to get better, it's going to get a lot worse physically in the short term, in the short and long term. Well, you heard it first here on the Are You Listening podcast when we can uh, look back at this episode five years from now and say, yeah, it definitely got worse before it got better. Uh, yeah, I... Listen, I, I hope I hope it doesn't go that way. Um, I think the writing's on the wall, like like Kyle said, for it to kind of go that way in order to be in a positive direction. But who knows? Maybe the football team will kind of have a major course correction last uh, next year. And you look at last year; I mean, everything so far in the past two years have been um, a, a pointing in the right direction. So you hope that it'll be better, and you hope that people you know go out to um, you know the the games and buy tickets, and that will always help with the revenue. Well. It is bittersweet because this is the last episode of the podcast, uh, but you know what they say, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey, and I've enjoyed every episode, uh, getting to know uh, the people on the podcast, and um, guys, I just had a lot of fun, and I appreciate the work and hard work that you put into it. Yeah, I appreciate uh, doing this, having in-depth discussions about sports. It was a good time. Yeah, I had fun. Thanks for always hosting, Brennan. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, it's just uh, I'm a small part, uh, a small uh, what do they say, uh, uh, a small wheel in the uh, or small gear in the uh, big wheel of life. Um, small cog. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, see, Kyle always, always with the education. Well, for Tony Williams, Kyrie Crone, Tyler McLean, and Kyle Doctor, I'm Brandon Laurie, and we'll check you guys out next time, maybe sometime down the road on the Are You Listening podcast. That's all, folks.